Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the initial latest Shiny podcast um, from RackN and Digital Rebar, the open source project. Uh, my name is Steven Spector, and with me today is the CEO and co-founder of RackN, Rob Hirschfeld. Uh, good day, Rob. Hey, Steven. Well, Rob, thanks for joining us today. And, uh, you know, really big in the news lately, I keep seeing everywhere I turn is Ansible. I even saw a tweet that showed, you know, who has a longer future, Ansible, Chef, Puppet. Seemed a bit unbelievable to me, but um, I thought we'd talk a little bit about why this is so big in the news uh, happening today and, and how it's relevant back to the digital rebar provisioning solution. Boy, Ansible really has come a long way. People, you know, a lot of times were really down on Ansible because it was too simple. They felt like Chef and Puppet, SaltStack, you know, those were the sort of the, the dominant uh, configuration management deployment tools where there were agents involved in the system and they were, you know, doing very complex tasks and Ansible showed up. It was very simple. It relied on SSH. Um, it was very scripty, so it sort of did these things in a, in, a, in a way. And it caught on like crazy because of that simplicity, right? Simplicity is a very big deal. Well, it's, it's just interesting. I'm looking at a chart just on a, a tweet that's looking at jobs based on Chef, Ansible, Puppet, SaltStack over the last few years. And um, I mean, Ansible's far and away now really has pulled away. And you can see that Chef was really the dominant force until um, around 2014, 2015. And then all of a sudden, boom. You know, I guess, you know, Red Hat's purchase makes all the difference. Red Hat's purchase makes a huge difference. But something else happened in 2014 that's notable, which is Docker showed yeah, up. There you go. And so it's, it's not just that, um, you know, Chef, that, you know, Ansible is crushing Chef. Docker is crushing configuration management. And so a lot of the tasks that people wanted configuration management to do, they're putting inside of a container, they're running a Docker file and, and it builds the container. And so the need for uh, configuration management is way down. And also the, the, it's actually an anti-pattern to put a configuration management agent inside a container and post configure it, right? So a lot of the patterns that people had where they were putting um, you know, idempotency agents onto systems and working on scripts to bring servers up, now people are like, well, I don't keep my server up. I shoot it and start a new one, and I download the containers, and those are all immutable. And so we've moved from this idempotent phase into an immutability phase, which is sweeping infrastructure all over the place, right? It's having mm -hmm. impacts back in what we do with digital rebar, where people are going, um, VMs are really easy to make immutable. Physical gear is much harder <laughs> to make immutable because it's it, you, you, know, you don't just tear it down to the atoms and bring it back up. You have to establish processes that boot, reboot, clean, recycle. Um, you know that that puts a lot more stress on your automation infrastructure. So let's talk about this. You know, digital repart provisioning is. Uh, you know, version three is about to come out, and uh, there's some exciting things there. But you know, we thought uh, you know. Why not take advantage of everyone talking about Ansible? How does Ansible fit in with the digital rebar provisioning? How does that work together? It works out in a really interesting way. Um, it's actually, we're actually three, three has been off, three O has been out for a while. Three one is the coming release. And in three one, we've really been working on some simple workflows uh, and modifying some profiles and parameters. And so what, Digital Rebar will do is it will actually provide a dynamic inventory directly into Ansible. 
So, and we work with Chef and Puppet and Salt and we, all these other tools where you have to get an agent and register a machine. But Ansible's different because it really provides this pre-wired inventory file. So the, the thing that, that is a negative in a lot of people's minds about Ansible is you have to create a declarative file of your in, system inventory and then all the parameters and groups and you have to know your whole system. And then that, Ansible takes that and runs it and, and goes and installs it. There are people who love that model. They think it's the best thing ever. And it's really powerful because you get this, this nice inventory file that shows you what all your systems are and how they're configured, how you want them to be. And then Ansible goes and runs it. Uh, a lot of operators look at those files and say, yeah, it was right at 1 p.m. and at 1.05 p.m. it's not right anymore. And it, it becomes an ongoing maintenance challenge. So there's, there's pros and cons to this, that, that approach. Mm -hmm. What Digital Rebar does is it actually generates that file dynamically based on the inventory that you've maintained in the system. So as you bring up machines, you can put them into profiles, you can set attributes and parameters on them, and then all of that information is dynamically expressed into Ansible, which is super handy. So you can take uh, the Kube Spray, Kube's <laughs> great names here in Kubernetes, there's an Ansible playbook called KubeSpray that um, runs, installs Ansible via, or sorry, Kubernetes via Ansible. You can set up the profiles that it needs in Digital Rebar and then literally just say go and it will install Kubernetes for you on physical gear. Just, just like that. It's, it's really amazing to watch. I, I owe the community a video on this. Um, it is hidden away in the documentation of Digital Rebar, but... That's the power of Ansible, right? If I have my keys set on the infrastructure and I can access it, it has a very simple, understandable script that takes inventory and turns it into working, working infrastructure. If I'm using Ansible today and, and, I, and I say, okay, why do I need digital rebar? And um, you know, let's just kind of say, what, what would be the reasons that would go, okay, I have Ansible. What, mm -hmm. what does digital rebar add value that makes sense for me to also add the uh, open source digital rebar. So Ansible is really an orchestration. Um, some people are cringing, some people are cheering. Um, it's, a, it's a lightweight orchestration and digital rebar provides this provision and control layer under that. So if you wanna go run a physical infrastructure and make Ansible work, you have to set up the machines and set the RAID and BIOS and to install an operating system and, and create SSH keys so you can access the systems. All of those steps are preliminary steps that have to be done before you can run Ansible. In the cloud, this sort of part of getting a VM on physical, you have to own that part of the infrastructure too. So they're, they're very, very natural uh, integration between the two pieces where Digital Rebar does all this prep, creates the inventory, gets things ready, and then Ansible just leverages the, the infrastructure that you've been built. And we've been doing that for a long time. The version two uh, Digital Rebar stuff did used Ansible quite a bit also, and we would, you know, sort of, we did it more by magic. The digital rebar provision is, is very, is much more transparent. You can see how it works and it's a little bit more hands-on from that perspective. It, but even in 2.0, we would prep an inventory file and run it. Su super powerful stuff. I want to thank you, Rob, for talking to us uh, today a little bit, understanding how digital rebar and Ansible fit together, and of course, Chef and Puppet and Solstack still work in there as well. If I wanted to get more information, maybe I wanted to uh, try Digital Rebar. I know there's some really good quick start guides. Uh, where do you recommend uh, the listeners go to give this a shot? The rebar.digital, uh, fancy TLD, top-level domain. So it's rebar.digital. 
Um, and from there, that's the open source project homepage, and you can jump into these home th these quick start guides and documentation. We take a lot of pride in our docs, um, work really hard to make them automatically maintained and things like that. So uh, Rebart.digital is the best site. Um, we have community chats you can jump in on. You can even tweet at us at Digital Rebar. Lots of great places and ways to engage. And then I would add as well, you know, the new Digital Rebar mascot is looking really good. And it was on the uh, cloud, uh, cloud, uh, as a cloud computer. Yeah, they uh, put the picture in there and, I, and uh, you know, it looks really cool. And I know the name is not done yet. So there's still a chance if you're interested in helping to name to throw out some ideas out on Twitter to Digital Rebar. The, the, the Rebar Bear, yes. Yeah, the Rebar Definitely. Bear. Well. I know there's a lot of different names. There was a blog out I noticed on Rackn talking about some names. So uh, there's still a chance to jump in on the name if you're interested. Well, Rob, thanks yeah, for chatting. And this is the uh, initial latest Shiny podcast. And uh, so for the listeners, you can expect uh, we'll start putting these out maybe every week or so and having different guests from uh, different parts of DevOps and provisioning in a variety of different topics. Rob, thanks for uh, joining us to kick off the Dude, first podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks. Talk to you Thank soon.